to a new episode of the Comp Gov Cancel Club. I'm Natalie, and my favorite song about the country we're going to be discussing today is London Calling. I'm Mia, and my favorite song, I'd have to say, is God Save the Queen. really makes me think of our mother country. Um, and I'm Annie, and my favorite song about the United Kingdom is London Boy by none other than our secondary queen, only to the queen herself, Taylor Swift. All right, very nice choices. So today, if you couldn't already tell, we will be sailing over to the United Kingdom, not to discuss the current drama pertaining to the royal family, but to discuss the QAnon conspiracy that is running rampant in the United Kingdom. In order to dive deeper into the subject, Annie is going to be our expert, leading us through the ins and outs of the conspiracy, and most importantly, how it affects the United Kingdom's political legitimacy civil society and the people's feelings towards the government all right now let's get started um so you know i think it's really important to uh start with this um i have never heard people talk more about a topic and actually say so little than i have heard with discussions over like QAnon conspiracies um a lot of people seem to be super misinformed about this topic um it's really hard to um find information on it so i will give people that um but speaking on a topic you're not really um educated about is not something i really recommend with that being said i um if you choose to research this to a more uh, like a fuller extent stick to extremely reputable sources of information um qanon forms are um for lack of better words a little sketchy um it's riddled with obscene messaging um, and dangerous people that you probably don't want to be involved with. Um, so to start, this conspiracy is really layered. It actually originated as an American conspiracy theory. Um, according to an NBC News article by Brandy Zadrozny and Ben Collins, um, an unnamed creator on YouTube and two moderators of a website called 4chan and Extreme Message Board discovered posts on 4chan by um, an author with the pseudonym of uh, Q, a self-identified high-ranking military official. The moderators and YouTube creator compiled all of Q's posts and used it to develop YouTube content, a business, a Reddit forum, and an entire mythology based all on Q's messaging. Um, In the most basic forms, this conspiracy um, theorizes that an elite group of Satan-worshipping cannibalistic pedophiles are running a global child sex trafficking ring and plotting against U.S. President Donald Trump while he was in office. Um, how does this apply to the United Kingdom, one might ask? After this conspiracy gained traction in the United States, it made its little jump over the pond and led to Brits protesting for their government to hashtag save our children, which was what the movement was called. Um, This was prompted by UK resident Laura Ward. According to the BBC, she tweeted um, at an unnamed Canadian QAnon influencer begging for solutions uh, to put a stop to the cannibalistic pedophilic uh, child sex trafficking elites. Um, By the end of August 2020, over a dozen Save Our Children rallies were held in the UK showing that um showing the traction that QAnon was gaining in the United Kingdom.
All right. That's definitely a lot of good base knowledge for our listeners. Thank you. So, of course. <laughs> so, Annie, you mentioned that Laura Ward is kind of the, you know, was kind of one of the leaders for the QAnon conspiracy in the UK. Who exactly is she leading? Um, so according to the, um, an article by The Guardian, yet again, um, one in four Brits actually believe in QAnon-linked conspiracies. So as for um, people in the United Kingdom who subscribe to these conspiracies, it's about 25%. Um, as for people um, labeled as perpetrators of this um Ring. I should preface this conspiracy theory is backed by absolutely no evidence as of right now, um, but there's a plethora of celebrities that have been said to be perpetrators of this. It's um, colloquially known as Pizzagate, so if I refer to it as that, um, that's the child sex trafficking ring. Um, some celebrities include Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks, and then for um, links in the United Kingdom, Prince Andrew is said to also be associated with these um alleged child sex traffickers that's really interesting to hear about all those really well-known people being involved in such a conspiracy that actually a large percentage of people believe in so considering that this has not only occurred in the u.s but also the uk has the united kingdom's government or the crown acknowledged the QAnon issue? Um, so as of right now, it has not been acknowledged by the government in the United Kingdom whatsoever, but with how rampant these conspiracy theories have been um, running globally, I wouldn't be surprised if it was mentioned at some point in the near future. Um, but as for right now, in the United Kingdom, it's just starting to become like uh, a issue there um so it hasn't been tackled yet just because that's a little presumptuous i would say now annie as you mentioned the government hasn't really acknowledged the conspiracy um do you think that the government should take action against QAnon, or what do you think that the UK's government action should be? Um, I think as for right now, there's really not a lot they can do to mitigate this issue purely because of um, restricting freedom of speech in the United Kingdom, which is a, a principle that they um, that their government relies a lot on. And I think that um, shutting this down this early before it's actually posed like a serious issue in the UK specifically um, would be very restrictive. Um, but I think if it does become a problem, um, I know in the United States um, it's been labeled as a potential terrorist threat by the FBI. So if it becomes more of a problem, the UK could take action similar to what the United States has to um, counteract this. I think that's a really good point, especially in countries um, in which we see such high levels of um, civil liberties and civil rights. It would be really hard to limit that without any concrete evidence that it's a threat to begin with. Yeah. So walking along that line of civil rights, civil liberties, would you say that QAnon counts as a civil society group? 
Um, so civil society is defined as organizations that are not associated associated with the government. Um, in the most formal sense of the definition, I would say hesitantly, no. Um, I would consider it more of maybe like an ideological revolution and less as like a structured organization. But if we're just talking very informally, I would say, yeah, um, it is because um, in the UK, it the QAnon manifested itself as an advocacy group, I would say, for um, the Save Our Children rallies. Um, so that would make QAnon, at least in the United Kingdom, like specifically, um, it would make it an advocacy group, which um, is... Would fall under fallen. the umbrella. Yes, the umbrella of um, <laughs> civil society. Yes, it's definitely interesting to see how these you know, it can be considered a civil society group, but still be quite detrimental to the society of the UK. But um, do you think that this belief in QAnon changes how people feel about the government's capability? Um, especially as you mentioned earlier with such like a prominent figurehead with the Duke of York being dragged through the mud with this conspiracy theory. Right, right. Um, I think, as for right now, until um, it poses, like, a serious threat in the United Kingdom, it, um, it doesn't affect the government's, uh, how people feel about the government's capability, um, purely because in the United Kingdom, it's manifested itself as, um, as a uh, platform for advocacy, and um, if it's difficult to really like pinpoint what I am trying to say simply because there's no proof for this conspiracy theory and if there's no proof the government can't really the government can't fight something that isn't happening you know and people the more fuel that's added to this fire of QAnon believers in the United Kingdom um the more um the, le the more illegitimate that the people will view the government, which will diminish their beliefs in the capability of the government because they're not fighting what... The, they're not listening to their constituents when the government, in actuality, it's setting the government up for failure because the government can't listen to its constituents on this because it's not an actual issue. Interesting. I think that there's a lot at play there, and I think that we kind of have to see how far it goes um, before we can continue to evaluate that question further. Um, one thing I do think we can evaluate, especially given that a lot of these are accusations regarding sex trafficking, um, pedophilic things, um, what are some of the potential dangers of this conspiracy? Have we already seen some? And what do you think we will see in the future? Um, in the United Kingdom, we have not seen any yet, but I think in the United States, you've seen it manifest itself in a very uh, violent way, like with the recent uh, riots in early January in the Capitol, you could say that it's linked to QAnon um, theories. Um, like Donald Trump wasn't the one being attacked there, simply he's fighting these child sex traffickers. So kudos to him, but they attack they didn't attack him maybe because of that you could argue um but um in the uk i think um i think it's important to note that a lot of the reason that this um a lot of fuel was added to the fire because of um 
um, COVID-19, different um, uncontrollable aspects of our lives, and people used this, um, this conspiracy as a way to have control over something and pinpoint blame on people. And I think um, the longer that these issues go on, the more um, dangerous and uh, potentially threatening they could become. So I think we just have to wait and see. Um, but obviously in the United States, it, it proved to be very violent um, towards our, um, our government. And I think it could manifest itself that way in the United Kingdom. But we have to wait and see. Wait and see. <laughs> Yes. So, Amy, you mentioned how in the United States, you know, obviously we saw the effects of it being detrimental to the government, but also, you know, beneficial to Donald Trump, seeing as these people in the conspiracy theory believe that he's helping this issue. So how do you think that QAnon threatens the government or the crown's legitimacy in the United Kingdom, or does it? Um, I think an important... um component of legitimacy is um, how governments are um, aiding their people and listening to their constituents and I think um, if the issues that have been fueling QAnon conspiracies to be running as rampant as they are keep prevailing and keep becoming like um, a prevalent um, problem in um, Brits lives I think it could seriously threaten the crown's legitimacy because the and the government because these people um these governors these the people who are in charge of them just aren't um aren't listening to them which especially in a democratic regime like um the united kingdom uh, i think is really important to the people to have their government listen to them and i if that's not happening then it's people are gonna get angry right you can't have uh can't have angry constituents no 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 <laughs> can't feel like they're not being represented or we may have a revolution on our yeah hands. we don't want a non-democratic regime to come out of a democratic regime indeed indeed no authoritarianism here no 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 okay so <laughs> considering that you see um this issue as a potential threat to the legitimacy of the government and or the crown what do you think either institution can do to regain this loss in legitimacy? Um, I think, as I said before, it's fueled by um, already prevailing issues and it's just people connect them. And I think um, just handling already, um, already significant issues um, like the pandemic and maybe climate change, etc., cetera, um, will help regain the loss um, of legitimacy in the government uh, simply because the reason people believe in these conspiracies is because they don't have control but the moment they gain control back because of the ending of these um, uncontrollable uh, factors um, I think that would help to regain the loss in legitimacy Sure. So going off of that question, you know, first for our, our listeners out there, just to state that, yeah. you know, the United Kingdom is a as a unitarian state with a, a constitutional monarchy and a, right, right. And a parliament, you know. So I hope um, all of our listeners just heard that. Every single oh, one. Oh yes, of course. You know, <laughs> gotta gotta stress the parliament. Mm -hmm. But so how could the potential threat uh, QAnon poses be limited by the parliament? Um, I think as of right now, it's it's really difficult to say simply because um, 
the United Kingdom um, has a lot of civil liberties, including um, freedom of speech. And I think until um, QAnon conspiracy theorists start to um, like start to get violent with these theories, um, there's really not much they can do to um, to stop it because it's just you. Um, there's just nothing for them really to stop. There's nothing That's, for them to legislate on. Yeah, or, exactly. Like, prevent there's, because nothing big has happened yet. Exactly, know? nothing's constitutional in the United Kingdom for them to be able to. Like they're not technically breaking any laws. Yeah. Right. Um, I agree with your analysis of that. Thank you. So after elaborating on um, the democratic regime in that situation and how we think they would have handled it, how do you think that this situation would have been handled differently had it occurred in an authoritarian state or a non-democratic regime such as Russia or China? Um, so as we've talked about in Mr. Waxler's class, um, there's um, authoritarian regimes have a lower rate of crime just because people just can't get away with, with as much, you know what I mean? And um, the Great Firewall of China, QAnon would have been no match for the Great Firewall of China. We know that now. And obviously, this these conspiracies started as a um, as a result of a 4chan message board, and that the fact that it started with that in a country like China, that um, has such um, such an not issue, uh, maybe issue. It it depends. It's very objective, but um, has a has a component of their government that's just really. Um, big in surveillance it's something where this would have been stomped down probably immediately it would have been detected and um they would the 4chan q would have been most likely arrested very shortly after and so this situation like it doesn't matter how it would have been handled in an authoritarian state because it uh, would not have started most likely in the first place. Right. They don't have to hide the fact that they restrict civil liberties, civil rights. Yeah. They don't have like the the constraints of being because in like the United Kingdom, like they can't um, they can't really do anything until it becomes a problem. Um, Seeing as the fact that they still have to respect their constituents. Yeah. Rights. They still have free speech in the United Kingdom, but in like a country similar to China in a non-democratic regime, a lot of those, a, um, a staple of non-democratic regimes is a lack of civil liberties. And I think that makes it a lot more um, easy to, um, to handle issues like this and, and effectively um, stamp them out before the flame gets a little spark again and just grows into a wildfire. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the CompGov Cancel Club and our analysis of the QAnon issue as it relates to our comparative government curriculum. Hopefully we have shed some light on this issue and have provided you with insight into these conspiracies. Tune in to the next episode of the CompGov Cancel Club to hear us bring conspiracy theories regarding the Nigerian executive to the forefront. That's all for now. I'm Mia, we're comparative government students, and this is the Council Club signing off.